Hey, squaddies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're airing one of our most popular episodes from the past three years. We have hundreds of episodes now, and lately we've been replaying the most well-received and listened to episodes, and you all have been loving it. We're going to keep giving you what you want and give new squaddies the chance to hear past episodes without having to go digging through the archives. New episodes are still launching every other week, while classics like this are airing in between. Enjoy the show and happy Travel Tuesday. Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squaddies. Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. Today, we're going to the artsy Mexican town of Guanajuato. Guanajuato is in central Mexico, just northwest of Mexico City. It is known for its picturesque rolling hills and colorful buildings. And in fact, the historic city center of Guanajuato and the surrounding adjacent mines, because it is a very big mining town historically, are designated UNESCO World Heritage Sites. I've been talking about visiting Guanajuato for two to three years, and so Kim, I'm so jealous that you've been twice now. I always see amazing pictures of how beautiful and colorful the city is, and I can't wait to visit. I'm hoping to make it sometime in 2022. I have been twice. The first one, I was there for a wedding in August 2021, and it was really just kind of a day trip, really only in the town for six hours, but I loved it so much that in October 2021, my then boyfriend and I took a weekend trip there and spent the whole weekend actually in the heart of the town, and it was amazing. We actually went during the month-long Cervantino Festival, which is really well known for music, art, dancing, culture, like everywhere in the town every day it was amazing maybe when i go this year we'll go in october as a tip since we always start with tips i would highly recommend you go during this festival the prices are not even hiked up either well you know Brittany's always going to do a birthday trip hers is in october so it seems like it lines up perfectly but you know she touched upon it how jealous she is that you've been britney's been she says two to three years i mean i swear i feel like it's been four or five she's been talking about Guanajuato, and for whatever reason we just haven't done it yet but your photos and stories of it are always such an inspiration so i have a good feeling 2022 here is going to be the year for us to finally make it super easy weekend trip from san diego especially going across the cdmx the flight tickets will be pretty cheap too. So it's it's a good one. And just for everyone, a little bit about Guanajuato, since I know it's not a world-renowned town to everybody. It's so artsy. There's lots of colors. I mean, the buildings themselves are colorful, pink, blue, yellow, green. So when you're looking at them on the hill, it's just like a colorful hillside. But then you get down into the town and everything has decorations hung up, art, lights. Everywhere you look is something to see. Buildings-wise, if you've ever been to Burano, right outside of Venice, that's what the buildings look like. 
I've seen your pictures of Burano and it's beautiful. Every house is a different color. It yes. looks amazing. And I think words don't really do it justice. So before we really advance too far in this episode, I highly recommend you squatties just Google Guanajuato yes. and see the photos and the colors of exactly what it is that we're talking about. That way, as we're describing it, you can really see it visually because like I said, words don't do it justice. In this case, pictures do it justice. Right. You really have to see it. And also Guanajuato is made up of a ton of alleyways. So there are no cars in the city of Guanajuato. On the outskirts, yes, and to get in there are, and there's lots of tunnels to get around. That's really cool. But you walk everywhere. You do not need a car. It's a great place for couples. I mentioned that on our couples traveling episode. It's it's just a cute place to hold hands, walk around. The gastronomy is out of this world. You'll just be eating and drinking the entire time that you're there. What is the food scene there like? I mean, I know you're talking about the gastronomy, but when I think of Mexico, I think lots of street food, not necessarily restaurants, even though there's fantastic restaurants in Mexico. But, you know, I just equate it to Tijuana and other Mm -hmm. places that we've been where I know there's street food. Is that the same here in Guanajuato? Because from the photos, it just looks like it's a little bit more classical. And with that classicalness, I just get the sense that it's a little bit more, you know, not really that way when it comes to the food scene on the streets. It's both, actually. They have the corn that you expect in Mexico. They'll have tacos, lots of street food. But the restaurants, they'll do it fancy. They'll take it up a notch. They'll do a fusion. Really, really, really good food. They also have a ton of rooftop bars. Right up your alley. That's amazing. And surprisingly, a huge cave bar scene. I'm really excited to go for the <laughs> cave bar scene. I love rooftop bar, no doubt, but the cave bar aspect, really unique. You can get a rooftop anywhere. Where can you get caves? Right. Croatia? Yeah, well, we did the one in Croatia. That's really about it. Otherwise, there's hundreds of them apparently here in Guanajuato. Yeah, I mean, everywhere you go, it's like you see the door, you go in, and then you just keep going and going. and That's really and cool. And then it's a cave. Yeah, you're in a cave, and there's a huge party down there. So that's cool. You'll definitely explore a lot of that. Um, And then just knowing that, like I said, you're going to be walking everywhere. So as far as tips go, you don't need a car. You do need good walking shoes. I made the mistake of wearing heel boots one day. Bad decision. Another tip, very important. So there's a couple of attractions in Guanajuato that are iconic. I struggle saying this word every single time, but the Calle Honiadas are these guys dressed in these outfits that kind of remind me of the guards that are on London Bridge or Tower Bridge in London, the poofy arms. Like the beefeaters. Beefeaters. They, they kind of look like that. And you go around the alleys and you sing and you dance. That's an iconic tour as well as the mummies is an iconic tour and just some of the different sites around there. You don't need to buy these in advance because those men that are dressed in those outfits, you'll see them all around the streets and you can easily make your reservation right there. Same day, next day, anything you want. Speaking of tours on the streets, Kim. I mean this with no joke intended. Are there free walking tours here in Guanajuato? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Okay. Because but... I feel like this would be a good city for that. So there's paid tours clearly, but we're not too sure about the free walking tours. And I'm not too sure about English tours. Okay. That would be very They important. were in Spanish, the ones that I did, but you could probably ask them if they had any English speaking tours because it is a really big tourist destination. It's an UNESCO city. You'll also see a ton of people selling flowers on the streets. This was big, actually. Ladies are carrying around bouquets of flowers, their flowers in their hair. It's one of the things that you'll notice along with like the Panama hats. And so that's a really big item that people are selling. You'll see everybody wearing that stuff, too. So definitely come ready to shop. It's a great place to shop. 
And how are the prices out there, Kim? Like in terms of the restaurants, street food, hotels? I mean, I know it's a UNESCO city, but is it really pricey and hyped up for it? No, not at all. The prices were amazing. So still classic prices that are normal for Mexico. Yes. Okay. I love it because I hate when touristy places, I know this isn't like super, super touristy, but where they just exaggerate the prices for no reason whatsoever. The Cervantino Festival attracts people from Europe, from Japan. So it's a really world renowned for its arts and culture. Do you remember how much you paid for your plane ticket? I think for two tickets round trip was somewhere around two, two to three hundred. That's not bad at all. No, not at all. Not at all. And we booked it like two weeks before. And for us looking now preliminarily here for 2022, we're seeing some trips for as low as $75 round trip. Granted, we have the luxury of crossing over into Tijuana and flying from Tijuana, but you can definitely make it happen for on the cheap in terms of airfare. For sure. So going into the trip, this was a weekend trip only. So did not take Friday off work, did not take Monday off work. So we flew out later on Friday, went across CBX into TJ to fly out into the Leon Airport. From there, we had a driver take us to Guanajuato. It was about a 50 US dollar ride. It's quite expensive, actually. But how long is the drive from Leon to Guanajuato? I want to say about an hour or so. Okay, so I guess that makes sense. It's expensive for Mexico prices for a cab, but for Mm -hmm. 50 minutes, I think it kind of makes sense. Probably the most expensive thing of the weekend. Let me ask you another question. Speaking of the cab, I know particularly when you land in Mexico City, in the airport, you should pay for your cab ahead of time with the preferred vendors versus actually getting them out on the street. They recommend it for safety and for other reasons Mm -hmm. too, in terms of making sure that the drivers don't price gouge you, you preset the price. Is it the same in Guanajuato? It is the same, but that's not what I did since we were there just a few weeks before we had met a driver. So we had his number and he was there picking us up. Nice. But if you're just coming fresh and new, that's what you'll want to do. There's a place to get your ticket inside the airport. Excellent. So we went to check in at the Grand Hotel right in central Guanajuato. There's lots of hotels to choose from. There's actually a lot of boutique, nice hotels to choose from too. I would not recommend staying at the Grand Hotel. Okay, why? It sounds so grand. There were no windows in our room. That's so weird. We had a fan. It's like an inside (laughs) cabin on a cruise ship. It was very small. The bathroom was so tiny. The door was like open on the bottom and top and the door was see-through. So the privacy for the bathroom was no. I just wouldn't recommend it. It was it was cool because it was like six floors and it like wrapped around, like spiraled up to different levels and had offshoots and cool building, cool. but not cool room is what you're saying. Yeah. But you know, not the worst, worst option ever. And what time did you guys get into Guanajuato? By this time it was probably like ten or eleven, probably eleven PM. But we're not going to bed. We're not Brittany and Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> so we hit the ground running. We go out to the closest bar that we see, which is the Condesa bar. And I know I mentioned the cab being the most expensive thing, but the bottle of champagne that we got here was actually the most expensive. We got bottle service. We got food. Tapas was really good food. There's a DJ. There's dancing. So yeah, we're getting the mood started right. Very nice. Rooftop bar. We move on to the Sky Bar, which has another DJ on the rooftop, table seating, a little bit more mellow, actually, more open air. And that was nice. And then we went, you know, bouncing around a little bit. We got some street food, slice of pizza, which this was like, we saw the pizza. We were like, we're going to get pizza and go home and walk home. Pizza was trash. Uh Uh-oh. Did you go somewhere else instead? We ended up right next to our hotel was this place called Che. 
cave bar go down in there they're playing traditional mexican cholo music <laughs> and we're just partying drinking beers and uh, we ended up going back to the room like 5 a.m damn after 30 so real question <laughs> did you even end up getting food or did you just let that trash pizza hold you over Yes, that's what we did. That's a shame because there's such <laughs> well, the good food out there. Well, the pizza was supposed to be the end of the night. Right. But after you went back to Che, clearly you're in a cave bar. You're going to party it up. I know you, Kim. I, <laughs> and you made mention how you handled it after 30 here at this one. So for that, I am proud of you. But you didn't eat any food or anything in there. No, we did have tapas at, at the first place. And then we had the pizza and that's all we had for the night. But... The next day, Saturday, as you can imagine, the day got started a little bit later, around 11 or 12. But I actually noticed that it's not a place that starts early in the morning anyway. So you are better off staying out late and getting up later. It's not a place you want to get up, Brittany, at 5 a.m. And go hiking? No, because the places don't open. Everywhere starts opening between 11 and 1. Okay, good tip. I know you're saying that's when it really opened. So were you even outside early to see if people are outside? Because I think it would be something unique if you were an early bird just in general to walk the city by yourself before it gets the hustle and bustle on the inside. Yeah, Louie had gone out earlier that morning and he was saying, yeah, there wasn't that many people out. I was out earlier on Sunday, which is when I really noticed it. We were trying to get breakfast and there wasn't that many places open. So Saturday, we did notice several buffets being advertised. Okay. Buffets. Buffets. Love it already. <laughs> so that's there if you're interested in that. Just started walking around, kind of getting our bearings on this place. Truly, you will start to see the same things over and over and over again because there's only so much to walk. But there's a lot of main attractions that you'll want to see. So before hitting some of these main attractions, we needed to eat. And so we went to a place called Tasca de la Paz, and I would highly recommend this restaurant. It is right in front of this beautiful, big, orange church-looking building. I don't know the historic sense of it. It's gorgeous, though. And so they have all this outside dining, these beautiful chairs, beautiful tables. I don't know if it's the church that I'm thinking of, but when you Google photos of Guanajuato, one church in particular that's really colorful will come up. But what you're describing with the tables and outside of that, I could almost equate it to just sitting at a cafe in Europe. Did yes. you kind of have that feel? Oh, it, it has a huge European feel to it. I think it was developed back in the day or the Spanish. And so it still has that architecture to it. In addition to these colorful buildings, like it has a lot going on there. So it's a beautiful place to sit and have breakfast. The food was really good. The maletas, I think that's how you say it, maletas, they're these like pieces of bread that are toasted with refried beans on top and tomatoes. And it sounds weird, but it was actually so good. Huevos and mole, that was really good. Had this iced coffee, it was really delicious. So it was an amazing thing to start the morning off on. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Yeah, so that was really good. And then, you know, we love to take gondolas, funiculars, and they have one there. There's a pretty long line for it, at least when we were there. And so we got in line, we got our ticket, we rode the funicular up to the Pipila, which is one of the most iconic places in Guanajuato. When you see pictures of it, it's usually from this spot. It overlooks the entire town. There's this huge statue. I don't know what it is exactly, a warrior or something, but it's huge, like 30 feet. And so that's what's behind you. And then in front of you is the sprawling, colorful town. You can see the churches below you. It's a beautiful view. You can really just sit up here. There's tons of street food up here. Love it. Corn, these like tostada things that they're really known for up there. You can put any kind of meat on top. Oh my God, they're so good. And they're like a dollar. 
There's a lot of shopping up there too. I got these beautiful gemstone rings up there and there's tons of other stuff to buy. You can you can spend a lot of time up here. The way you're describing it almost reminds me when we were at the top of Rainbow Mountain and just how they have the vendors selling food and beer and things like it's that. Like Obviously, that. it's not like at that level because it's not out in nature, but that just kind of reminds me and, of it. And vendor-wise, it's like... 20 times as many vendors. Right. Yeah. So it, it's a great place. You'll probably spend a, at least an hour here. Depends on the day, but if you're lucky, you will get to see the guy that's dressed in Grim Reaper costume. Did and you see him? I saw him one of the two times I was there. Okay. Yeah. So it depends. He's not always there. What's the significance of the Grim Reaper? Then I'm really them? not sure. But it's a big thing for and them he's to just, see. He's there and you can take pictures with him. Yeah. They have this vibe of like death. Mm -hmm. In Guanajuato too. The mummies, they have torture museums there. Ooh, I'd love to go to a torture museum. It was actually very creepy. So I'm glad <laughs> that you actually really like Guanajuato, Kim, because I think, one, it would be fun going as a squad just because going anywhere as a squad is fun, but you have a base for it. But I think this time, because I know when you went, you did explore, had a lot of partying aspect to it too, but maybe we need to find the tours that give us the historical significance because I'm yes. sure there's a lot of great stuff. In that's English. In, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, for sure. There's also a little bar up here right by the bathroom. So you can definitely sit there and have some drinks and hang out. You can definitely bring your own drinks around Guanajuato too. That's one thing that is very interesting. It's BYOB everywhere you go. So, even on the tours? Even on the tours, all tours. So open alcohol container. I could walk on the streets and have beer and they don't have any problems with that. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Because what's funny <laughs> is, you know, Tijuana's right next door for us. I know in Tijuana, you can't have open alcohol. Yeah. And I think it's just because it's small. It's a walking town. It's, I don't know. It's just acceptable. Well, I love it. <laughs> uh, that excites me even more to go for that aspect. In fact, we were purchasing a leather bag off of a street vendor and he was showing us he has these leather beer koozies. And he, I had a beer in my hand. He had a beer, popped his beer open and cheers me. Wow. <laughs> a leather beer koozie. Yes, it was cool. I should have got it. I have a cool koozie that I want to use. Not a leather one, but I wonder how the moisture on the outside of the bottle of the can will affect the leather, though. It doesn't affect leather. And he actually showed us that. He was like scratching the leather, put water in the leather. It makes it look better. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but they're durable. Interesting. Okay. Well, and when I go, I'm going to buy one. I'm intrigued by it now. Leather is very big in this area. I got Emma a little leather dog harness. There's tons of leather bags belts. The hats are also really big. So definitely come ready to shop. Did you look for a matching leather to the one that you got in Italy, Kim? You got a leather jacket in Italy. Did you get you a matching what? leather jacket? The jackets are actually not very big there. It's not jackets. It's like bags. Bags, belts, belts, bracelets. I can see that. Beer koozies. Accessories <laughs> more so than clothing. Yeah. Okay. Wallets. Okay. Makes sense. Hey, squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. 
Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TRAVELSQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So this weekend was really just about wandering around, eating, drinking, exploring, and that is exactly what we did. After we went up to the Pipila, we came down and we just went into other places. There was one place that I couldn't remember the name of it, but honestly, there are so many restaurants to choose from. You can't go wrong with any of them. But this one was in one of the main courtyards and they had a stage set up for Serventino. So there was this big like dance performance going on with like 10 men and 10 women and it was beautiful and all choreographed and synced up. And we went up to the top of the balcony where it had a table for two. So we're just drinking a margarita on this balcony overlooking the courtyard with its dance going on. It was really nice. It was like something out of a movie, eating chips and guac. <laughs> it sounds like a really good time. I mean, you've mentioned Cervantino a couple times now. and I know you said what it is, but give us like a little bit more of a feel of what, what can you expect? Is this all around the city? Does yeah. each restaurant do something different or plaza? Like what what is it particularly? Well, first of all, if you're not there for that, there's still going to be music everywhere. Live music. They have the mariachi bands that just go around and ask you if you want song. Yes, we would like a song outside. <laughs> outside and they come inside to bars too so that's just part of the essence of this town it's very musical artsy theater but in Cervantino they actually set up stages all around the town it's not at restaurants necessarily it's out in the public spaces like plazas and courtyards exactly and okay exactly and so it's free to see they have chairs set up if you want to actually sit there and watch that one or you can see it from all around too so it's really nice to just be sitting having a margarita and chips and guac and then having a performance right there for you and so it goes for the entire month of october i think it's like half of september half of october okay in that time frame but it's four weeks long and they have a whole schedule. So if you want to follow the schedule and, and see certain things, you can do that too. There's a lot of really cool things you could see. So that night, we'd actually made reservations to see the Callejonera, which is the men that are dressed in those outfits. 
they take you around the different alleys. They explain the different history. There's singing. There's tons of singing. They make you do different dances. It's actually really fun. And along the way, there are different stops where they say, if you want alcohol, get it here. And there's like an outdoor bar for you to get a drink and take it along the way. And it's like 40 people in your group that's moving along this pathway. And is this in English or Spanish? It was in Spanish. And I I didn't hear any that we passed in English, which is why I don't know if they have it. They may, but I really wish it would have been because he was making a lot of jokes and making people laugh. And he had a lot of like women men jokes because it is a romantic town with couples. And I couldn't really understand them. <laughs> so as you're talking about the Calle Honeras, if we're saying it correctly, I'm Googling it right now. And I know how you describe the outfit that they look in. I'm seeing them all as a group. So is it one person that took it or is it multiple? Because the photos I'm seeing look like it's multiple. Yeah, it is multiple. Okay. It's like a group of 10 of them. And I, there's some play music. Some yeah. Sing. And I was going to say the outfits really remind me. They almost kind of look like mariachi. But, you know, when you think yeah. mariachi, you really think more clearly Mexican, right? And that flair and style to Conquistadora. it. Yeah, these ones look more kind of like European style, but of mariachi in the way that they're dressed, if that yeah. kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they took you as a group then with multiple of them, not just multiple one. of them. And then there was like 40 of us. So it was a big group. And there was one point where they separate the men and the women and the men, they bought flowers for the girls and the women were taken by some of the guys and the guys start like pushing each other to the front, like stripping while the girls are like, <laughs> they didn't strip naked, but they like took their shirts off, their pants off. And it was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's in Spanish. I don't know what's going on, but hey, I was there for it. <laughs> and then the guys come back and they give us flowers. And I had showed my boyfriend at the time. It's like, do you know they were stripping for us while you guys were gone? <laughs> That's hilarious. They sent the boys away and they were trying to woo you ladies. Exactly, is apparently what yes. happened. <laughs> That was funny. So it was a fun experience to do that. And then, of course, I want to talk about street food here. At this point, you've been drinking all day. Now you're ready for street food. Not pizza, though, right? No, 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 not pizza. Okay, good. (laughs) It's not much better, though. There was a burger and hot dog vendor. I was like, oh, great. I'll get a burger. I'll get a hot dog. You know, you got to get a hot dog when you're in Mexico. But they're not like TJ dogs. I was going to say, is it a TJ dog? It wasn't. I kind of regret getting it, actually. Well, if I'm being honest with you, Kim, no judgment whatsoever. The street food you're talking about getting pizza, hot dogs, burgers, (laughs) I would not be getting in Mexico. I think you set yourself up for failure. However, I can allow the hot dog because I know TJ dogs in Tijuana are something completely different and well-known, but uh, maybe just not in Guanajuato. Well, we went to the wrong vendor. I'll say that because I found the right one on Sunday, but this place had two burgers for 45 pesos and four hot dogs for 25 pesos. What a deal. I thought you can just get one, but no, they don't do that. You have to buy four hot dogs. Oh my God. And you have to buy two burgers. Well, it's not much money, though. Well, 20, right. 25 pesos is a dollar and a quarter. I know. So you get four hot dogs for a dollar and a quarter. But I ate one. He ate one. We had two more. Tried to give one to a dog and it didn't even want it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's no good. So they were okay. You know, nothing crazy. And then the last thing that we did on Saturday... This is one of the most iconic things I think about Guanajuato that you hear about when you are researching attractions you have to see. And that is the Kissing Alley. Callejón del Beso. And that is the Kissing Alley. What is the Kissing Alley? So I did get... out there? Actually, yeah. (laughs) I did get some history on this place. And there is one alleyway... 
And it's kind of like an alleyway with, you know, there's stairs that go up the alleyway as well, like just like Venice. And these two buildings with two balconies were so close together that the lovers that lived in each one could just lean over and kiss. Oh, I saw this picture that you posted. Yes. So everybody lines up right there and gets a picture either down in that spot or they go up to the balconies and get a picture kissing. Love it. You have to do it. It's so fun. How long was the wait? Well, so the first time I went, the wait was not that long. Second time I went was during Serventino. Wait was probably going to be like 30 minutes to an hour. But this guy came up to us and said he can get us to the front of the line and he would take our picture and he just worked off tips. Awesome. But to get up to the balcony, it does cost, I think, 50 pesos for each. So 100 pesos to get up. It's five Five bucks. bucks. Right. It's worth it. I'd do it. And are those balconies on people's private balconies or are these just balconies within the buildings itself and you could just stroll through it? Because I'm Googling photos and I'm just curious. I think they're private and that's who you're paying to get up there. If I was them, I would be doing the damn same thing. That is for sure. Good for them. Yeah. So there's a little hack for you. If someone's coming up saying they can get you to the front of the line, you can trust them. And I mean, that's Saturday. It was a full ass day. So you can imagine at 2 a.m. when I want to go home because I'm tired. That's why. I was hung over from the night before and it was a very long day. But you still had one more day. One more day. And, And truly, because of how we maximized Friday night, this felt like a longer weekend than it actually was. So Sunday, we went to another restaurant. We had queso fundido, sangrias, fajitas, margaritas. This is the food I'm talking about. This was good. And it was an outdoor seating right in front of this gazebo type thing where you walk upstairs and it's an elevated circular platform. (laughs) Backstory, the night before during Sorrentino, they had people playing music right there and everyone was dancing as a couple there. And me and Louie went up there and danced. Love it. Fast forward to Sunday, there's an orchestra up there so we're outside having this delicious you know food and drink and there's a fucking orchestra playing for us right in front of us it was amazing they're all in suits they have their fancy instruments like it was beautiful you guys just of what you're describing already it just sounds like a fun cultural city yeah it really is really truly and i saw it serventino and i saw it without serventino and it kept its charm both times So on this Sunday, we decided to purchase another tour and it would take us into a mine torture museum to see the mummies. We went to a candy store. It provided all that transportation and then you got to go into all those different venues. You do not get the venue entrance ticket included with the price. So it's more like transportation. Transportation is 150, which comes out to... Like seven fifty, because uh, a hundred pesos is like five dollars. Okay, so yeah, so it's not expensive at all, and then the entrance fees to the different places are like two dollars. So it's pretty cheap, and it was a good thing to do for the day. The mine was cool. Again, everything's in Spanish, so they might have English tours. You'll have to ask about that. And then I don't know, it was just really fun. Like a few hours, it ends at the Mummy Museum, so you can spend as much time as you want there. It was great. Highly recommend. You've really inspired me for Guanajuato, Kim. Like, I, I really, really want to go for the multiple aspects. One, the scenic shots, just when you Google the photos, breathtaking. But the cultural aspect, I know I just said it like a minute ago, but the cultural aspect just really seems fun. I mean, I love Tijuana. We've been to Mexico City. We've been to a lot of the resorty areas kind of along the coast, too. But this seems like it just has a unique, distinctive Mexican charm that you won't really find in a lot of touristy places that people go in Mexico. This is almost mm-hmm. like a touristy place that's not a tourist place. It was unlike any other Mexican city that I've been to and it felt very European. 
It was amazing. I highly recommend everybody go. 2022 is going to be our year, Brittany. <laughs> it took Jamal to hear your episode on this to be inspired to go, Kim. I've been inspired to go to Guanajuato. Brittany, you book trips. You just haven't booked it yet. I'm waiting for you. You just there need to tell go. me There's when. your invitation. See? Yes. Look at that. All right. We do have a couple questions of the week. First question is, how long do you need to see everything in Guanajuato? I really think a weekend trip is perfect because at the end of the day on Sunday, we were kind of just sitting. We got another burger from a better spot with a whole lot more toppings and it was so good. But at that point, we were kind of just waiting like we have another hour to kill. You can continue eating and drinking, but you've already been doing that all weekend, you know, weekend trip. There is a place nearby Guanajuato called San Miguel de Allende. And everyone was saying, have you been there? You have to go there. It's just a short distance away driving. So if you did have longer than a weekend, you should absolutely go there. It's another church, colorful town. One of the top rated rooftop bars in the world Uh-oh. is here. I can't believe you did not make the time to go. Well, to I that. didn't realize that until we were there. So if I had, maybe we would have planned for it or stayed another day. But I would recommend that. Or Leon is an hour away. And it's also really great, especially if you want to go leather shopping it's leather shopping capital of the world i just googled san miguel de allende and it looks like europe right here i mean yeah. i see the colorful church that you're talking about it's the first five six photos that come up here on google and it looks very colorful like guanajuato but not as colorful but that church is quite impressive it looks like europe mm -hmm. so second question is can you navigate the town if you don't speak spanish you can navigate the town it's very small very walkable can you navigate the tours? Like I said, I don't know if English tours exist. I was trying to speak Spanish to everyone I talked to, but then they would just start talking broken English to me. So I think you can get by in that way. And with anywhere that you go, we always say this internationally, pick up key phrases. So do your Google research on it. Find out the key phrases. Where's the bathroom? I want this. Can I have, et cetera, et cetera. That way you just have the base of it. But yeah, I mean, in terms of navigating, download offline maps, like we always say, if you want that. But in terms of getting by speaking to people, I think you'll get that broken English, if not somebody who knows it, if you don't know Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Another question for you, um, just out of my curiosity, you obviously went during COVID. So how was a mask situation? Were you required to wear masks outdoor like you are in some countries? You know, out of all the Mexican places we've been, we, we've been saying how good they were with COVID restrictions and sanitizing. And I don't think they were as strict. Okay. Interesting. Everywhere we've been going in Mexico has been really hard on it. So you're saying here, not so much, huh? Right. And this was October 2021. And I think we were in a very comfortable place with COVID, in, at least in some places. It was before it started peaking up again around the holidays. So maybe that was part of it. Good to know. All right, squaddies. Well, I hope this trip inspires you to go to Guanajuato. You will love it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Keep the adventures going with us on Instagram and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too and as always please subscribe rate and review our podcast and tune in every travel tuesday for new episodes stay tuned for next week's episode we have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you bye squaddies bye, bye.